0: From the youngest to the oldest of us, we all have dreams. What is an unfulfilled dream that perhaps you're thinking is just too late to pursue? Or maybe that you're too old or you're too young or you've reached the expiration date on that dream. Before you give up, I'm inviting you to lean in and listen to today's guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee Conversations of Friends of Faith, To encourage and equip, I'm Kim Crable, so honored to be your host today. Well, today's guest hopes to inspire all of us not to be afraid of pursuing personal dreams. Had she given up, she would not be the actor, singer, songwriter, and model she now is, and and would not be touching the world with her award-winning role as a human trafficking survivor in the movie Don't Say My Name. Today, this moment, right now, we are so honored to have the recipient of several best actress nominations, Brooklyn Whitmer. Brooklyn, welcome to Coffee. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, I am so, you know, we've, we've been talking for quite a while, getting to know one mm-hmm. another, but this is the first time that we've actually been able to minister together. So I'm expecting an hour of God just to do some incredible things through this conversation. Mm, I totally agree with you. I've been so excited um, ever since you've asked me to join, and I cannot wait to dive into this
2: conversation with you.
0: Absolutely. Now, one of the things that our listeners maybe will not understand is that we're not together. I'm actually right outside of Atlanta. And so, uh, Brooklyn, where are you calling in from? Where do you live? I'm
2: from, oh yeah, I'm from Indiana. So I'm in where the cornfields are. (laughs)
0: Maybe not right
2: now, but that's where it's a lot of cornfields a lot of times, but.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a what a beautiful state. So um, I think it's all, always fun for our audience to hear that. You know, we're not just sitting across the table from one another. Technology is amazing, isn't it? That we can do this. <laughs> I totally I agree, it.
2: and I love I love that um, we get to have coffee together. So I mean, I'm a big coffee, yes. so this is like perfect.
0: <laughs> yes, oh. I do. And you know, Brooklyn. I remember when I moved. Um, we moved to a different state, and I wasn't sure how. You know, it's like God. How do I how do I bring women together who I don't know? And I remember, you know, God just saying, "Just do, just do the same thing you did when you first brought women together." And I said, "Well, I just had coffee, and then coffee." I sat down, and it became that that acrostic of conversations mm-hmm. of friends and faith to encourage and equip. You know, God, God yes. can take even a, a coffee and, and make it something special, right? <laughs> I totally <laughs> so, agree. That,
2: totally agree.
0: Yes. And that's exactly what he's going to do this morning. So let's go ahead and get started. We have a big show. And uh, listeners, I want you to know we're breaking this down. There's so much to talk to Brooklyn about that we've kind of broken it down into four sections, and you're not going to want to miss a minute of it. And we're going to start out with, Something that I think is so relatable, something that Brooklyn uh, started her paperwork out with, and I felt like, oh, my, this is where we all lean into. And it's where mm-hmm. she was feeling so unsure of what her future held. And, you know, statistically, we know that if you were to ask, uh, you know, you ask children all the time, uh, what, do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and they just look at you. Well, you know, because <laughs> they don't know. They're, but, you know, even statistically, we know that 75% of adults are still trying to figure out what it is that they want to be when they grow up. And so, um, yeah. and that's not a condemning thought. That's just something that we are, we're seeking for. So Brooklyn, right off the bat, you make yourself so relatable. So let's talk, let's go back to that time of, you know, just when mm-hmm. people are asking you what you want to do and how they made you feel and and how that began to unfold for you as a person yeah oh
2: my goodness I love that you brought that in as the first conversation um well for me yeah when I was um going into my senior year of high school I remember how excuse me the conversations would be all about just you know what what are you going to do with your future what where are you going to go to college and I remember hearing my friends talk about just the different possibilities, being a nurse, um, teacher, uh, whatever that looked like. They kind of, I felt like they kind of mm-hmm. had their ideas. And I remember just sitting there thinking, okay, Lord, like, what am I going to do? I, I really don't know. I remember I, growing up, I always loved to sing. Um, that was my passion. I did that in church and um, and I knew mm-hmm. that I wanted to serve the Lord in some way. And so for me, like, I just didn't know how that was going to look like and and so, um, it was cool because I was, it was super cool. Cause I, I was a really shy person back in that time. And I, really, I just, yeah, I was, I was kind of self-conscious <laughs> of my giftings and just where I was. And, and it's cool because I think God just takes us on that journey of just discovering who we yeah. are in him. And so I, I remember I was, it was crazy for me, but I was uh, a candidate for homecoming queen and I was blown away. Cause I was just, I felt like I was just a shy girl who just did her thing, loved music and did school. And it was just awesome to be a part of that. And I remember one of those questions they had for us during the homecoming court, um, they said, you know, what do you want to do with your future? And um, yeah. And so I answered and I didn't really know what I was going to put, but then I put down music and mission. That's all I had. Uh, And I was like, I don't know where that looks like. I don't know what God's going to do with that, but that's what I put down. And, and then I, Going into my second semester of senior year um, of high school, that's where I started to uh, dive into a talent conference, and I guess I don't know if that's part two of
0: conversation, but
2: um, that's where I got into
0: entertainment. So, Well, you know, what's so interesting about that is I I love the way... You know, that is what you you brought out was, well, this person was talking about a nurse. This this person was talking about a teacher. Yeah. Well, what God was calling you to was just not the ordinary, right? So, you know, yes. how did that how did that make you feel? Did you, because I feel like that God is so unique in, in our calling mm. that many times if we don't feel like we fit into this mold, then we, we began yeah. to question, could that be God? Did you ever question that?
2: Well, that's funny that you say that because growing up I just never really had like you said the ordinary um idea of what I wanted to do like even my sister wanted to be a hairstylist and all that fun stuff and we'd play teacher as kids and all that but for me I think I just always had this unique um longing to be able to share the love of Christ through just entertainment and I didn't realize that uh when I was in my senior year it just kind of hit me that I was like maybe I want to pursue this maybe I want to do something with that singing and um, missions in that way, and I really didn't know what that looked like, but it was just on my
0: heart at that time. You know, Brooklyn. One thing that you keep mentioning that I want to make sure that um, that our audience and and they should if they if they watch this if they listen to the show they should surely know it. But you keep talking about your relationship with God. Can you tell mm-hmm. us how that relationship started? In case there's someone out there that doesn't know, yeah, how to begin a sure. relationship, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it, it's it's ever evolving. Did, I love that about God. Um, yeah, but yeah. How did you come I, to know Him? For me, I grew up in a Christian home, and so I had the influence, and um, I would read um, just different little Bible picture books to like, and that would really oh. bring um, faith to life for me because I love reading, and but I love to see a cartoon view of just what it looks like um, in that time. And, um, but yeah, I, I just always, I think my heart was softened toward the Lord, but I never really accepted him until I was like nine or 10. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just felt this longing in my heart to do that. And then I just feel like God has been pruning and, and working on my heart and really refining me. Um, I had to go through Mm -hmm. a lot of different things personally, just, just through, and, and it's all involved even in this movie, just how much God was in that and how much I had to be, um, just be able to give up so much vulnerability and stuff. And it's cool. Whenever you trust mm-hmm. God, he will come through and he won't let you down. And so I really have noticed that
0: through my life. And I know that he can do that for somebody else. And so, yeah, Oh, I, I love that. And we are going to audience. We are going to get to the movie because it is profound. And I I do want to talk about that, but, but I want to stay on this subject. um mm-hmm. So, so, Brooklyn, you, you were questioning, you you didn't know, you have music and mission. Now, I love what you did. You said you uh went to your mom and you and you all began to pray. So mm-hmm. tell tell me what that was like. That you when you, you, you went to her and that's how things began to unfold. Share with us what how that how that happened once you began to pray.
2: Oh, yeah, um, for sure. So I uh, went through a talent conference my senior year of high school, and it was called AMTC, Actors, Models, and Talents of Christ. And um, I auditioned with original songs, and they loved it. And they gave us, they said, if we want to have you a part of this conference, they said, we'd love for you to to pray about your decision. And if we would want you, we'll call you that next morning, and we'll let you know. Um, But they really heavily had told me to pray about that. And this was middle in that time of like, I was deciding on, okay, I can go to college. I could do whatever. Um, I don't know. Like, so I was kind of up in the air with a lot of things. So this talent conference that I did this audition for it, it was kind of like a new opening, a new beginning. And I was like, well, maybe this could be it. So, um, yeah, yeah. that night after the audition, we had prayed and I remember that night I couldn't really sleep very well because we were actually two hours away from home. Um, so we were like up in Indianapolis. So we were just, um, up there, me and my parents and, they were really supportive in that. And, but yeah, so that night when we were in the hotel room, I just couldn't sleep very well. And I I had told my mom, I was like, I told her in the middle of the night, I'm like, could you pray for me? And she did. And I felt a peace about just um, knowing that God's going to give me the right answer and, I'll know, and I will know for a fact where he wants me to go with this. And yeah. And then into the next morning we have our devotions and um, it's cool because then our, the phone rings and I answer. And this teleconference, they call, and they're like, hey, have, uh, we we're interested in you. Um, we just really would like to know if you have prayed about this. They said they were really wanting me to be a part of this conference. And I just kind of sat there a little bit. I'm like, I just felt that nudging to say yes. So I said yes. And, um, and then uh, after the phone call, uh, my dad read Romans eight twenty eight and it says in all things God works for the good of those who love Him who've been called according to His purpose and that just confirms so much for me. I didn't know how it's gonna look like walking into this conference and ha- training and all that stuff, but I was excited because I knew God was calling me there. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. been an awesome journey into that. So,
0: yeah, I I just love you know I always when when I'm working with my team I, we always say you know it's. It's just as important how you get somewhere as actually getting there, and that's why yeah. I wanted to talk about that—the path to how you got your answer. And, and I think it's just such a, a powerful, um, powerful principle for those who are listening today, who who are feeling like I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know mm-hmm. because you just laid out the path of, of praying, being in the Bible, having yeah. having um, those people around to talk to, talk about why you first turns of prayer. What What is your belief about prayer, Brooklyn? Mm,
2: yeah, I totally believe that prayer is just a way to communicate with the father and just to be able to hear his heart. Um, and I think, too, that, like, we can bring our request to God. And it says that in the Bible, we can bring a request to the Lord. And also, too, as I got older, I have learned that just to be still in his presence, just allow him to speak mm. over you. I think sometimes we yeah. get so busy, and Lord, can you do this, and how about this? and think that you know you want to keep requesting, and it's like maybe God just wants to speak to your heart you know and allow that time and yeah. that space to to let him do that, so I've been learning that as I got older that um yeah, just to be still before him too, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. I love that because I think so many times we go to all these other places looking for answers when God Mm. is, you know, they're like, "Seek me, seek me," you know. Yeah. Um, But that that truly is the route to the to the right answer, isn't it? Mm. Through Christ. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What what is it? Is it Matthew six thirty three that says? Uh, seek God first you know seek Mm -hmm. God and the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other Mm -hmm. things will be added unto you so for our listeners just to remember that if you're feeling really lost if you're feeling whatever it is you know the answer is is always through Christ well Mm -hmm. um, Brooklyn one of the things you know the topics the, the main thing that you wanted to get across to our listeners today is, you know, finding your purpose and chasing your Mm -hmm. dreams. What would you say to someone, you know, that is out there and they are feeling like it's too late or it's too much or I'm not enough? You know, what would you say to someone who still has this unmet dream in their Mm -hmm. life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a great
2: question. Um, I just highly encourage, if God's putting it on your heart to pursue something, don't be afraid to do it. Walk faithfully in it. And he will show you. It's not, um, it seems, it can be, seem kind of scary, but really with God, you can trust him and you can walk safely in his calling and um, things will unfold the way they're supposed to. Uh, I truly believe that and I've witnessed that in my own life. And I, I know that, uh, you know, with me, like walking into this acting world, I didn't know a lot and it was freaky and kind of and scary at the same time. Like, and It was a lot of vulnerability too, and but that's part of the journey. I th- I think God calls us to be um, uncomfortable, like, and I think that's okay. Um, to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. means you trust Him more, and so that's that's yeah. a great thing because you get to lean into His love, His strong and powerful love, and you get to trust in Him and know that you are enough. It's not because of what you have ever done, but it's because of what He did for you. And so, I'm just strongly encourage people that if you are dreaming and um, wanting to pursue something that God's put in your heart, don't be afraid to just dive into it. Um, of course, have the community around you to pray over you in these decisions and these things. Um, but yeah, like, and if God will open the door, or He'll close it.
0: You just you can trust Him in that. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. And then to be okay with what He chooses to do, I, I love that. Exactly. He used the same word. I counted, you used the same words, you have used the same words four times already in 16 minutes. So I have to go there. <laughs> vulnerability. That's vulnerability. what, when you say vulnerability, yes, because that word to me is so it's something that opens us up to really what God wants to do. I, I love yes. that word, and you said it so often, and my heart is just yes. relating to that because our world is teaching us not to be vulnerable, to put a hard shell right on us. And to, mm-hmm. but what do you mean? What do you mean by vulnerability? And what what do what would you say to our audience about vulnerability and chasing their dreams? Oh yeah, for sure.
2: I mean, for me, I know what it's like to hold up a wall. And to just, I think what it is like, we're afraid of getting hurt. We're afraid of we we want people to be to be to like us. We want people to to applaud what we're doing, and we want to do it right in the the eyes of others. But really, it comes down to just allowing all your flaws, everything that is a part of you that you might not like about yourself, or if if you do, but if you there's you know we have all have different flaws and giftings, but when we give it to God and we just allow ourselves to be stripped of our pride in our, in our, in our weakness is, is laid bare. We can trust that God's going to just come and just love on us and lavish us with his love. And we don't have to be afraid of what others think. We can just trust that God's going to use our flaws to bring glory to him. And in his, in our weakness, he is strong, you know? And so I'm so grateful for that. And I know that in my life, I, I was afraid of just that vulnerability. I was afraid of, you know, just be showing the imperfect part of myself, but we're human, you know, we're going to, we're going to have those um, imperfect parts of us. And so it's just knowing that if we use that for God's glory, we can really bring a testimony um, to others. And so I think that's really important.
0: Oh my gosh I I love everything you said and and what a bold uh statement to speak into our world you know is is that vulnerability and the world is always trying to put you know teach us to you know not not show our true selves we won't mm. be accepted we won't be loved and, and I will mm-hmm. tell you, and that's why my first book, Burdens of Blessings, is all about being your authentic self. Being You're not going to be able to chase your dreams or do what God has called you to do yes. unless you are stepping into your authenticity and your vulnerability.
1: And mm-hmm. uh, and I know
0: that seems so scary. But it's like you said, Brooklyn, that's where we trust God. And I love the mm-hmm. scripture. What you said there uh, led me to uh, the scripture of Galatians Uh, Chapter 1, verse 10, and and listeners, this is exactly what Brooklyn was just saying. And the question is here by Paul, uh, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Mm. You see, we we all want the approval of man, but Paul kind of calls us out here and says, but, yes, you may want that, but what's going to really fulfill you as a person? And he says, or am I still trying to please people? But he goes on mm. to make a bold statement. If I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so mm. there's where the decision is, isn't it? That's the decision mm-hmm. of uh, yep. who is it that I'm going to please. And so um, I love what you said, Brooklyn, so so eloquently spoken in such a powerful and bold way for our listeners to understand that to really be able to step into god 's will we have to step out of what the world is trying to trying to teach us well, mm-hmm. I love everything that you um, have just uh, sh- shared uh brooklyn i we're, we're getting ready to go into if it's okay with you we're going to go into um, how God did set you free to uh, mm-hmm. to pursue your dreams and your purpose uh, that you found the courage to do that through your your belief and and through Christ so we're going to talk about um, this your, your, yourself as an actress and what that looks like. But before we do that, before we do that, I have someone who uh, knows about you and wants to speak about your role as an actress that, maybe brag on you a little bit and say some things that maybe you wouldn't say about yourself. And as someone who is a dear friend, he and his wife are dear friends of ours, but he adores you as much as you adore him. And I'm going to bring him on to surprise and honor you this morning. So, caller, if you will join us. Um, and if if he is on, I'm just going to go ahead and welcome him in. Mr. Surprise Caller, are you there? It
1: is this the um show with Dee <laughs> Dee <Brooklyn>. yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not really supposed to say her name, what? so I'm not really sure if I can. If no, I can mention who she and is. for our
0: audience, and for our what? audience, I want you to know, just joining us is the one and only Cameron Arnett. Um, oh, my Great. <laughs> and uh, And you two co starred in this movie together and and so um I did you know called uh Cameron and asked him, I said, "Oh my gosh, would you please just jump on and just brag on Brooklyn a little bit in a oh way that goodness. I know that she wouldn't and, and he's so gracious <laughs> that he is so so um Mr. Arnett, I'm just going to give you the the airways to speak about whatever you want to speak about for a few minutes.
1: Wow, <laughs> I'll get an opportunity to talk about. Brooklyn. This is amazing. This, uh, uh, Brooklyn is, 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 is the younger sister I wish I, I had. Um, this is one of the sweetest, uh, uh, kindest, funniest, um, amicable kind of a human you will ever find. Um, uh, she is so, so sweet. Uh, you know You know how much my wife and I just are absolutely in love with you.
0: Um, and so it, it, it,
1: it's, it's more than an honor to, to be able to talk mm-hmm. about how awesome you are. You, um, mm-hmm. you uh, are, I, I guess, an example of, of Christianity and how you treat other people and how you love on mm-hmm. other people. And um, mm-hmm.
0: you're,
1: you're pretty much a, a pretty uh, much a, a rare find when it comes to, to humans just um, interacting with each other. You are extremely special, and I am so grateful to know you and to have, us, uh, have you as a part of our lives and to be able to work with you, but just to be able to talk to you and have fun. And, 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 and again, I, I think what happens with, with uh, Brooklyn is that um, you get together with Brooklyn, you, you, the, bottom, the thing is that you, there's, no, there's no stoppage to laughter. You know, we're always <laughs> laughing and doing silly things. And I, I think she's been able to get me to do the silliest stuff on camera <laughs> In a picture that anybody (laughs) else has ever done, because she's such a a loony, and we have such a good time together. And Brooklyn, I I just, you know, you are loved without a doubt. If you ever, if you ever thought that you weren't loved, let me stop that lie right now. You are extremely appreciated. Oh my goodness!
2: (laughs) I
0: love you guys so much. I'm so in shock right now. This is so cool. Oh, my goodness. Well, one of the things I love to do is because I know how. Enemy is you know those of us who are on the front lines really trying to serve really trying to bring hope and healing to our hurting world. I know that we're all you know it's a battle right, and and mm-hmm. we're always we have to mm-hmm. there's always voices there's always lies and so I love mm-hmm. being able to bring someone in like Cameron as I'm interviewing mm-hmm. you Brooklyn because I know I mean the authenticity of of what you're doing is so great and I was thinking mm-hmm. who can I bring in to speak into her life, and of course, I just Mm -hmm. thought that, you know, I've heard you mention him and talk about him, and so um, Mm -hmm. I am so, so delighted that Cameron took, I know he's so busy, everybody's so busy, but Mm -hmm. um, that he took took the time to do this. Cameron, you're just awesome. Thank you. Let me just ask you. you. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) You know, both Um, of you guys, I mean, um, you know, Kim, you are such a blessing to us. I mean, um, my wife and I have had the opportunity to, to be, of course, with you and your husband and, and just be pampered by the two of you uh, to the extent to which it's embarrassing. So um, I'm grateful. <laughs> to have, you know, you know, you, you know we, we all know, like you said, Kim, we all know what it's like to be on the front lines. And the reality mm-hmm. of the situation is that with all the success, with all of what we have and with all of what God does through us, and mm-hmm. we have to decide to keep our joy because there's so much a- adversity. There's so much, you know, that mm-hmm. we have to go against. And yet to be able to have people that are on that front lines as well, but that yeah. you're able to find joy through, um, mm-hmm. not just give joy to. Um, yeah. It's not always easy. And, and I, you guys, we are so grateful for, for you. Please continue to grow in Christ. Please continue to rise mm-hmm. in Christ. Please continue to be who you've been because mm-hmm. the body of fact has need of, of people like you. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. being that to us as well.
0: Well, before you leave, well, thank you so much. And before you leave, though, I'm going to give uh, Brooklyn an opportunity to speak back to you and what, what this has meant to her. But, I, but, but, Cameron, I think you're so right. You know, we, we, we have to have a high discernment. We can't be fooled by by those. You know, we have to be. But we all we have to be like those Roman soldiers that that uh, encircle one another and protect yeah. one another mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. one another's heart and, and really, um, you know, encourage one another and keep one another built up. Uh, the world mm-hmm. is getting crazier and crazier, but that gives us a more mm-hmm. opportunity. And so, but to do that, we really need that we're stronger together. So, Cameron, you know how much I love you and BJ. Uh, BJ's like, I mean, she's like, yeah, she's the sister I always wanted. I love her dearly. Um, so, you you came free with that package, so that's great. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you 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 hang with her, and we'll be friends forever. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm just
1: kidding. We're inseparable. That basically that's it. Then that, you know that's it.
0: She's a delight. And I love pampering you all. I love when you all are able to come. And uh, and it's just, it's a joy of mine, because I know the warfare that, that we're all under. But I want Brooklyn to take just a minute. I know, Brooklyn, I know this has completely surprised you. And for our listeners, I hope that you really enjoyed this moment to to be able to see you know maybe in your life you don't you don't have someone that you feel like would honor you well then this is this is a time also an underlying theme of this is to build those relationships those people that you know who have your back, those people that you can minister to because there is not one of us who doesn't need other people in our lives. That's just how God made us to be. And so for our listeners, I hope that you're also understanding just the importance. I mean, you might look at Cameron Arnett or or Brooklyn Whitmer and you go, well, they don't really need other people. They're powerhouses. Well, yes, indeed, they are powerhouses in Christ, but we still need one another. That's why mm-hmm. I mean Jesus had his best friends, right? And so we mm-hmm. need one another. Yep. Um so, Brooklyn, tell tell us what did this mean to you, my friend? Oh, my
2: goodness. I'm literally, like, jumping up and down if I could. Like, I'm in a chair, but I'm, like, excited. I cannot believe this happened. Thank you so much for bringing on, Cameron. And, Cameron, I I just love you and DJ so much. I really – every time we get together, there's just the joy of the Lord is there. And I feel like you have given me so much great advice and um, just really spoke to me in my heart. And also – even when times I know like we'd be on red carpets, like you're also the one that I could go to. I feel like that we could just have a good time and I could feel at ease. And it's always just so wonderful to just like, like have that energy with you and, and just to really just glorify God with you. And it's just an honor to be a part of this um, journey with you. And I know that there's so many wonderful things ahead. I know that God has beautiful things in store and, and BJ, I, I'm mm. always so grateful, too, to her and just what she is to me. And just she's encouraged me as well. And all her sweet hugs. I love her hugs. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just been a joy. I keep saying that, but it's true. It's just been a joy to be a part of your family. And I feel like it's just – it's. I just can't wait to see mm. what God has next for you, too, and just for – the things ahead, and so I love you
0: guys so much, that is so sweet. <laughs> well one well, one thing we do know when you're with the Arnets you're going to be laughing we we yes. giggled <laughs> belly giggled, uh, and I sure. love that because we need that joy and and it's so it's yes. so much fun, so yes. all right, Cameron, I can't even thank you enough for taking the time to call in you just we just mm-hmm. love you. Yeah, we can do you too. And
1: Thank you for for um allowing me to be the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Hey, I want you to come back on sometime. Let's let's just come back on and uh do a show together, okay?
1: So it, it'll be uh coffee with Cameron, is that the deal? <laughs> uh, <laughs> coffee with Cameron.
0: <laughs> yeah man. Uh Brooklyn, oh, he has oats. tried to over—he's he's tried to overtake my yeah. show several times. Coffee with Kim, <laughs> coffee no, with Cameron. Cameron. No, nope, if, if you see, uh, Cameron drinking coffee, he'll golf it. He will golf it, right, Cameron? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, and see, that's what—that's <laughs> why he can't do the—that's why he can't do the program. It's sips. Yeah. It's sips. Yeah. yeah it sips <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> uh, Coffee with Kim and Cameron, maybe. There you go. We'll make it happen. happen. Thanks. We we love you. We love you. you Thank you. (laughs) Bye. bye And with that, and bye bye. And with that, friends, we're going to have to take a thirty second break. What a great, you know, it's it's so important. It's so important for us to understand that as believers, it's, it's such a serious work, it's ministry, but there is this joy of the Lord that when you're walking in, in, in God's work, yes, it, it can be hard at times, and yes, there are battles. Oh, but Brooklyn, isn't it true? The joy of the Lord is so great. And there's no mm-hmm. greater joy than th- that you find in that vulnerability and that authenticity and, and those friendships yeah. that, you know, people have your back no matter what. So listen, we mm-hmm. need to take a 30-second break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about um, what what it's like to be what, what's it like to be Brooklyn Whitman? What's it like to be an oh. actress? Um, what oh. is a day like? And, and I would really love to go in and talk about your role in this mm-hmm. movie, Don't Say My Name, uh, and Thank how you. that affected you. So, so listeners, 30 seconds, and we'll be right back to conclude um, our conversation with, with Brooklyn. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, this is Christina Ricci with Rain. Every two minutes, another American is sexually assaulted. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, you are not alone. Help is just a call or click away through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Please call 1-800-656-HOPE. That's H-O-P-E. Or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N
0: dot
1: O-R-G. Brought to you by RAIN and this station.
0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, so delighted to have you joining us. Before we get back to our incredible guest today, I'd like for you to know that to find out more about what I do in my ministry, you can go to www.kimcrable.org. There you'll find that we have a ministry that reaches out across the nations with TV and radio, really for one reason, and that is to share in the hope and the healing uh, of what God can do in our lives with many books, many different platforms, but it's all to, for all of us to understand who we are in Christ and how to fulfill the role, the very personal role that he has called each and every one of us to. So we'd love for you to get to know us better at org. All right. Well again I'd like to also thank Up to Me Radio for giving us this opportunity to speak into Speak Hope across the nations and what a what a great what a great time we've had this morning as we have with us the incredible Brooklyn Whitmer. And if you've just uh joined us, which I hope that you haven't, if you have you must uh back up and listen to all of it again. But she is an actress, a singer, a songwriter pianist, model. I mean, goodness, what God is doing through her life is incredible. And we've talked about how she found that calling through prayer. All of that, everything that you've just listened to is just so good. It's a pathway. And that's why we did this show. It's a pathway for you. Brooklyn has laid out for you to begin to start discerning what it is that God has for this season of your life. So Brooklyn, thank you, sweet friends. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for a full hour of your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've been enjoying this <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Well, let's move into the part of we we talked about how you felt like God was calling you kind of outside the box of what a lot of people around you were, and I think he's doing that more and more, and how you you know took you know decided through vulnerability and authenticity you you stepped out to do that. So let's just talk about what what is a day like in 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 your life in an actress's life. And I really want to go into um, you know the movie Don't Say My Name and what that was like for you because what a powerful movie and it's really we have a we have a segment of our ministry Brooklyn that's that is a Mm -hmm. team part and it really kind of caused me to think we need I need to get some strong leadership in that area Mm -hmm. I want to beef up that and and start equipping Mm -hmm. these girls but what's it like to be Brooklyn Whitmer right now? Oh my. Well, it's um <laughs> it's it's
2: different every day. Um but I uh it's a lot of just felt I feel like a college student a lot of times, a lot of researching. Um I got new headshots recently, I do classes, um, auditions every once in a while. Um it's a lot of relationship building. I and I love that about yeah. the industry. Um just getting to connect with uh fellow actors and um faith-based leaders even in the industry and it's just wonderful because um also too like as uh as I continue in this journey I get to go to these like film festivals and that's where I can get to network and also connect with the people that um I love to work with or they love to work with me and it's just awesome to be able to just share what's going on in our lives together at these film festivals and celebrate each other and so I love that and I just it's been a joy just being a part of this industry, and it's not easy of course um there's a lot of you know ups mm-hmm. and downs and a lot of nos, but I think um for me, I've just come to realize that like God's gonna put uh the projects that are meant for me in my past and all I have mm-hmm. to do is just do the work and release it, and just whatever God has, you know it's going to happen so
0: yeah i I love what I love what you say there because and it goes back to our um, beginning conversation You have to mm-hmm. know who you are in Christ To be able yep. to sustain The no's and the maybes And to wait mm-hmm. on the roles That God has put your name on And and so mm-hmm. it, it sounds like You're always working on yourself You're always doing um, Something that um, that is different. You, you Just because you made it doesn't mean that you're not continuing to grow. And I think that is so important. Mm-hmm. You're always working on yourself. Well, so tell us about getting the role, this incredible role, um, because this is January. Now, I know that this will be uh, uh, played much longer after January, but we are yeah. uh, together in January. And January is Human Trafficking, uh, Sex Trafficking Awareness Month. How did this role come to you? Yeah. uh, So
2: whenever I went through EMTC, I made a lot of great connections, and that's where I started my acting career, and I got my first agent through the conference. And so uh, after that, uh, I had stayed connected to my coaches throughout the conference that I had, and uh, one of them was Laura May, and she is a part of Christian Casting. And she is uh, just a wonderful lady. I love her and her heart for God. Uh, but we stayed connected over a couple of years and stuff. And so in 2018, um, I uh, saw this audition pop up, uh, and it was on Facebook, which is so wild. <laughs> I don't recommend checking yeah, yeah. Facebook, but I, right. I did that, um, and I uh, saw on her casting what, like, Facebook page that um, don't say my name is casting, And so I sent in a tape and um, I sent in a tape for Adriana, which is the lead, uh, the human trafficking survivor. Yes. And it's a lot, it's a very deep. Um, and of course for me, I'm a very happy go lucky person. So trying to get into that, um, even at the beginning, you know, it's it's a lot of just emotional, um, yes. just, just a lot of letting go of your, just, yourself and just letting yourself just feel those things. And, um, so I, you know, I did the audition tape and I sent it in and I, um, yeah, I literally forgot that I actually auditioned for it. Um, cause a couple months later I get this phone call and I got a voicemail because of the phone call and I listened to it when I was at work and it was in early 2019. And I, uh, I listened to this voicemail and, this voice comes on. It's Marty. And he's um the Marty Jean-Louis. He's the founder of ICFS. And um, uh-huh. anyways, he um he just says in the voicemail, he's like, hey, this is Marty from Don't Say My Name. He's like, I'm interested in meeting you in um, Florida. We loved your tape. And I don't know, just all kinds of stuff. And I was just yeah. keeping my mind. I was like, don't say my name. Marty, who is that? I literally forgot. I, I had let go of it. And I just, I literally uh, didn't remember. And so I went back onto my email and I looked up my um my audition tape and I was like, Oh my goodness, that was so intense and I was like, I have to call them back. So I called him back <laughs> and he um was so sweet and he was just telling me how he'd love for me to come down to the film festival that he is the founder of and but she didn't tell me that. I just figured it out later and I was like, I can't believe I talked to the founder and here I had no idea. Um it was fun. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I went down and met um, him because Marty is the producer of the film, and I met um, uh-huh. the writer and director, which is the writer is Patricia um, and Lindolfi, and then um, the director is uh, Federico Segarra, and their husband mm-hmm. and wife. So that's really awesome. Um, oh. the Dominican Republic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, so I it got it, to meet it, him. It, 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 Oh, okay. Well, and I mean to 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 put yourself in. That situation, and and I will just tell you, friends who are listening, please watch the film. I will. T- it was hard for me to get to think that I wanted to see it because I didn't have mm-hmm. in my mind the hope that was going to be uncovered, the information. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. It. I would watch it. I can't wait to watch it again. So I want mm-hmm. to tell our audience, please, please watch it because it brings you to such an awareness and it shows mm-hmm. you what what a human being can go through and come out and be yes. such a still productive uh how God's healing is there for all of us um mm-hmm. what would you say what was it like what was the hardest part uh would you say in in that uh playing that role how did it change you oh yeah um
2: for me i I know whenever I was doing the prep work,
0: um, just to get into
2: the character, we did a lot of conversations with um, just organization leaders that were a part of the fight against human trafficking, the rescues. So I heard a lot about triggers, and um, I talked to survivors. And, uh, man, it it really uh, just got me, got me so much. Uh, it just tore my heart. Um, but I knew whenever I did this role, I was like, I have to do it the best way authentically. Um, And that took a lot just from myself because, you know, like I said earlier, vulnerability, like at that time in my life was hard actually to to eat. I I did not do very well with vulnerability. I always felt like I had to have a happy face, um, even if I had a bad day. And so with this role, I had to allow myself to be just in this place of just like vulnerability and even allowing the brokenness that maybe I had in my own life to be released and just to let that out. Um, but of course, like I had this safe place of knowing that people were praying for me over this time of my filming and everything. And so after just prepping for this role, which was hard, but beautiful, I got to go on set and I literally would go into these deep places, but then at the end of the day could come out of it. And I was like, thank you, God, because I know that they were really worried. The producer, Marty, he he told me, I'm not sure if you'll be able to come back to who you are after this. And they were worried about that. Yeah. But they, they told me too when they, um, I got the role that they had been praying for this character, this girl that's going to play it for years. And so it just was an honor wow. to know that I was safely carried in prayer to God um, through the whole time, that whole time. And I know it was a personal journey for me as much as it was just to be a part of this being this voice in this movement. And I know that survivors have been, moved by it. And I've heard so many great and beautiful and heart wrenching stories, um, just from survivors. And I'm just honored to be able to share with them and also them share with me and just, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like we've done a a good job in this and that
0: they see themselves. I'm grateful for that. And yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and as a, as a mom, as a grandmom, you know, as a ministry leader, uh, it, it just opened and and i 've done a lot of work i'm, I'm very involved in different organizations and trying to support um mm-hmm. this sex trafficking effort because mm-hmm. I know but but do you i mean and you know this but i I found this out this weekend just going back to some new statistics forty four percent of trafficked forty four percent of trafficked children are trafficked by their own parent guardian or mm-hmm. family member and that 's what happened to mm-hmm. you in this
1: mm-hmm. this movie,
0: and i I, I was surprised because the last time I looked at this was probably a few years ago. It was more like in the 20%. And mm-hmm. so you see what's going on. And I, I think you yep. know, a lot of that's triggered by, of course, drug abuse and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, and, and that's what happened to you in the movie. And, and what an incredible mm-hmm. outcome, though. So it, what what did you learn? How did and, uh, making this movie, how did that... Um, how did that develop you? And you said the authenticity, but why are you glad that you did it? Of course, it's a voice of hope into our world, but just for Brooklyn, mm-hmm. the actress,
2: mm-hmm. uh, what,
0: did it, what did you learn from it?
2: For me, I, I feel like I saw so much brokenness in, in just in, in the real sense, in the mm-hmm. most deepest, darkest places. And to mm-hmm. go to those places and to see that, witness that, I just saw the need even more to be just to be so in, in tune with God to, and to love on others in that love and just to really let them see that there is hope on the other side. You can make it. And, um, you know, sometimes our stories don't end up the way that we want it to be. Um, you know, there's different outcomes, you know, with the human trafficking survivors. I know that some ladies have told us that um, their court cases literally, they can't go to court with it because they're aged out or whatever. And um, we mm-hmm. witnessed a survivor on our set even have a moment of just like finally feeling like she got justice in her own way with, with the story, yeah. um, which I don't want to say any parts of the movie, but it of was it's just so yeah. wonderful to hear that like what we're doing has really been an impact on them as much as we've been impacted by their stories. And I know mm-hmm. that um, I feel like for me, I'm just so honored to be in this in this place and be able to just hear their hearts, the survivors, and
0: to be able to be a voice in those that are still trapped
2: in slavery today.
0: Well, I think back, um, Brooklyn, I think back to being you being in high school and filling, filling out that homecoming form and you thinking, uh, well, all I know is music and mission and ministry. You know, I think about how the world, it's so thankful now that you followed your heart because now i understand Cameron. i just got a note you know your the movie's opening up in the Dominican Republic i we know it's in mm-hmm. colombia it's, it's 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 mm-hmm. it's going around the world and, and to think, you know, and, and this is what I want the listeners, one, one of the many things I want the listeners to hear is that the Bible tells us in Second Chronicles that God's eyes roam the world looking for those mm-hmm. who have a heart committed to him. Why a heart committed to him? Because if we're committed to Christ, then he is our audience of one. And we're going to mm-hmm. do out of our love for him right what he wants us to yep. do and brooklyn mm-hmm. and brooklyn i'd just like to take a minute to say gosh how much better the world is because you followed the path you know mm-hmm. less uh less well known to become the actress to bring and you'll be bringing many many roles to us and you've done many mm-hmm. roles before this but just to brought to, how god has used you to bring awareness of something that we all can be a part of and and help this is a war mm-hmm. this trafficking is a war that we must win, and so mm-hmm. you your your acting ability and your vulnerability has really touched the world and and it's just mm-hmm. beginning, so you know just uh and and for our our listeners to to be encouraged in how God's leading you because you don't know how God is going to use you to, to really speak his hope as he has with Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn, we have about 10 minutes and I'd like to end if it's okay with you. I would like, uh, you know, I'm sure that you learned a lot in in, in this (laughs) movie and I do want to stay on this because I want to, I want to speak to, I want think about the, the parents that are out there that are seeing their, their children, and, and really, this isn't just about the movie, but they're seeing their kids mm-hmm. struggle with their, with mm-hmm. their identity. You, they see them, um, you know, my son, I have a son, one of my sons is a neurosurgeon, and he told me that he had to tell parents uh, a couple of weeks ago he couldn't, he couldn't get the bullet out of, the, out of their 13-year-old daughter's brain uh, mm. before she died. But she had committed suicide because of bullying mm. and, and, and things like this being taken advantage mm. of. So we know, Mm -hmm. we know the evasiveness of it. What would you say Mm -hmm. to parents who are seeing their kids struggle uh, with self identity? What would Mm. you say, how could you encourage them? What would you tell them to do?
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I,
0: I would highly encourage the parents
2: to speak life into your children. Um, It's, Mm. it's a tough place, you know, where they're at. Um, You know, there's a lot going on in the world. And I think, everyone even at any age is grasping for their purpose and who they are um but yeah. especially at the tender age of a child um just as a parent i believe that we should speak life into them and also encourage them in the way of the lord and um just also to be able to listen to what's going on in their hearts and and not to put any um just it's easy as a parent to just be like, oh, honey, you, you did this wrong or whatever, and try to put an input in before you listen that, to what they have to say. And so I think just go to listen to their hearts and see what's going on inside of of, of their thoughts and, and, and to be able to have that trust there. I think building that trust is so important because um, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things, too, where kids will try to they'll, – they'll search for someone to trust, and if they're looking into social media, it's yeah. easy to find somebody that, that says they love them or that you can trust them and – they take them into the wrong path, and so I think at in the home, we need to really be sure that we are building that relationship and we're showing the, the the children should see that they can trust the parents, and that it's not just about you know right or wrong, it's about hey, I'm listening, and I want to encourage you in this in in the way of the lord and yeah, I just think that's so important um especially mm-hmm. nowadays.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and what and what you just said, were you know, w- there are groomers out there who are looking for for young girls and boys. Um, right. And what you just talked about the stages of sexual grooming, targeting the victim, gaining mm-hmm. their trust. Well, if we mm-hmm. as parents or grandparents have their trust, they don't have to look for that trust, do they? Um, right. Sometimes we just. You you said something at the very beginning about how God just wants you to be still and you know be mm-hmm. with Him. I think He also is calling us a stillness, to be with those around us, to be present, yes. to really be able to see their needs, don't you? To really mm-hmm. be able to lean in, turn off the TV, turn off the phone, yep. and lean mm-hmm. in, right? Wouldn't you say so?
2: Yes, I hundred percent agree with that. And that's so funny that you said that because I feel like even for me in this past season. I things had just taken a pause, you know, with different things. And I just found myself being with my family. And I think it just is a refreshing time because you see the beauty of just the little things that happens in each one of our lives and the growth that's there. And I like you said, I think it's so important to really be present, especially nowadays. It's so easy to be distracted. And so, yeah, I
0: totally agree with you on that. I, heard, I read something the other day. It says, "If the devil can distract you, he doesn't need to destroy you." And isn't that mm-hmm. the truth? We, we mm-hmm. become so distracted that we're we're not, uh, you know. But but the good thing about it is that at any moment we can turn that around and just focus. You know, if we lose our focus, yep. just focus back on the Lord. Well, yes. I will tell you um, one one final question before mm-hmm. before our time is over. Um, supposing that um, there are teens listening, and there will be, Brooklyn, there mm-hmm. are teens, there are young adults who are listening, and they just feel hopeless. They don't feel, mm-hmm. they feel like they're not seen, they don't feel worthy. Um, maybe they've tried some drugs, maybe they've tried different things, and they're they're, they're feeling a lot of shame. They're, they're just, mm-hmm. They just, they feel like they've lost the game, and they haven't really even started the game because they're so young, but they mm-hmm. feel like life is over. What, what would you speak to them? What would you say to them today?
2: Mm-hmm. I believe that there is hope. There's always hope. And, and there's nothing that you've ever done that will take you, like you are, you are not, um, you are not seen as your flaw. You're seen as a beautiful um, creation in Christ. And if you just allow all of the hurts and all the pain and release it to him and, and find somebody that you trust that's, truly into the word and who loves the Lord um, just to be able to have that person that you can um, just uh, to be encouraged by and to remember who you are in Christ. And I completely would recommend that. Um, I know for me, I, I've had things in my past, you know, maybe I was ashamed of or things like that. And I just remember like being in those moments and thinking like, God, like I'm, I'm sorry. And like, I would always apologize or I feel like I wasn't enough, but really, Really, it comes down to you're going to mess up every day, but God's grace is there, and he will give you the, the wings to, to, to fly and, and to grow, and you don't have to be in that place. You don't have to sit in that. You are a redeemed mm-hmm. creation, um, and so I just mm-hmm. encourage you to go on that journey and just follow God and, and seek him, and don't be afraid of just your flaws or the things that, are, that you are ashamed of, because
0: God's going to use glory if you just let him. Absolutely. I just, I, that was so beautiful. <clears throat> and I hope that the listeners will just truly just sit in that and think about that and, and, and do as Brooklyn, <clears throat> excuse me, hopes that you'll do. Um, you know, find your purpose, chase your dreams. It's never too late. There's no mm-hmm. expiration date on God's dream for you. And if you're dreaming mm-hmm. it, probably it was God who put put it there. You know, he is the yes. one who puts the dreams in us. Brooklyn, if someone like to reach you or find out more about you. Do you have a website or something that you can give to them? Yeah. Um, so I have a website
2: at www.brooklyn. So Brooklyn spelled like the New York Brooklyn. <laughs> so uh huh. Yes. Whit, Whit, Whitmer, W-I-T-T-M-E-R.com. <laughs> and then I also have Instagram at Brooklyn Whitmer. And, mm. um, and then I also have Facebook, um, Brooklyn Whitmer. There's like a page for my acting and singing and all that fun stuff and yeah, I just I would love to connect to whoever would love to talk to me because I I enjoy just um hearing people and their stories and yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I just thank you so much. Brooklyn Whitmer for joining us today. She is amazing. She's won People's Choice Award Actress of the Year. She has so many uh female lead best actress, best actress, best actress. It's on here uh for Don't Say My Name and many other things that so please, please, please take this away to see the success that she has. But what she wants you to see more than anything is the reason for that success, and that is to please Mm -hmm. God and to fulfill, do the roles that he has called her to do so that she Mm -hmm. really does become that ambassador of Christ. Brooklyn, you're just amazing, and I just thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to use some of your last words as closing uh, comments uh, today. They're your words from your paperwork, um, if I can find it. Let me see. Here we go, right here. And you, you say, uh, all no one's journey is the same, but God wants each of us to trust Him as we faithfully walk this journey called life. Uh, Mm -hmm. Brooklyn says, "Here's the way to do it: trust Him, prayerfully discern, create a community around you, love big, be kind, and chase your dreams." because no one else will do it for you. Be proactive, friends. Go out and fulfill that dream. Brooklyn, what an honor, my friend, to have had mm-hmm. you join us. Thank you so much for, for doing this, and I look forward to working with you more in the future.
2: Yes, thank you so much, Kim. I've really enjoyed this conference week, Soul, and I'm
0: so excited to see what God's going to continue to do through your ministry. Well, uh, hold on to that thought because I'll be talking to you <laughs> because I, I have some I have something in mind. You have a, such okay. a voice of hope. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us. And remember what Brooklyn said: you know, pray. Well, who God has made you to be cannot be what, what God gave to you is. Not anything that the world can take away from you, your dreams, the way He's equipped you, everything about you that God has created, run back to him, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added unto you and romans eight twenty eight all these things that God has, all these things that you're going through, God is working for your good and for his glory. Take those uh, scriptures and, and meditate upon them. Think about them and just allow God to absorb you into that vulnerability and authenticity. And walk free of anything that's trying to hold you back and discover, discover the goodness that God has created to in you and to, for you to do in this world. You are and ambassador of Christ, and he has called you to do great things. So go taste those dreams. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Coffee, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Goodbye, friends. Bye, everybody. Bye, Brooklyn.
2: To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrable.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn
0: more please visit kimcrable.org.